welcome to Storytelling. This week's guest was born in the East End of London. Her parents lived in a bedsit in a shed house with no hot water. Her early years were traumatic as her family had a history of mental illness and abuse. The family moved to the countryside when the family business grew. They became respected middle-class members of the community. She had a childhood that took her to a top private school, rubbing shoulders with a privileged society. However, when at home and behind closed doors, she lived in fear. She has overcome adversity and in many ways those formative years forged her resilience and determination. She has over 25 years of business experience with leading organisations. Through counselling, she discovered her sole purpose, to leave her legacy to charity. To support her in her mission, she has her own successful international business, Vicentially Limited. Please welcome Deborah Blackman. Hello, Deborah, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, hi, Debbie. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Deborah, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a horse riding instructor. And it's really odd because this morning, the first LinkedIn post that I read was talking about childhood dreams of what you wanted to be. And I actually commented Casting my mind back, I wanted to be a horse rider instructor. So, yeah. You're clearly not a horse rider instructor now. So what direction did you go into and why? Interesting. Career in finance, would you believe? The reason why is when I grew up, you saw an advert in the paper and you thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I think I'll apply. And I got the job. So I'd like to say that I planned it and it was strategic and everything, but it wasn't. It was just I saw an advert in the local paper and I applied and that's how I started off in finance. So tell me about the company that you have set up now, because that's very different to the first careers that you previously mentioned and why this is so special to you. Well, interestingly enough, going circling back to being a horse riding instructor, I do love helping and teaching and educating, nurturing, supporting people. That's been a lifelong mission for me. And so the company that I've set up, it's uh, Vcentrally, your Mary Poppins of the office. It's offering busy business owners the chance to get out of doing all of the bog standard admin including a bit of business development so that they can set up and grow their businesses at an affordable price as well, because it can be really expensive to get good support. And so my ethos with the team that I have is we don't have a hierarchy. Basically, my teams are at the moment based offshore and we nurture each other. Everybody has a really, really strong reason why we're here And I can support people and help them to grow. So the reason why I wanted to start this is to make a difference to my community. But as it's grown, we're now national and international. So the great thing is we're actually helping people all over to benefit their own communities and their own ecosystems. So for me, it's like a job made in heaven. It's fantastic. 
So Deborah, tell me more about your leadership style, because you mentioned that there is no hierarchy within your company. So how does that work? And why is that so special to your employees? My leadership style, it's a really interesting thing. I don't really think I can pigeonhole it in like a trite phrase, but I like to bring out the best in people. And by doing that, I take the individual as an holistic being that has their own life issues, their own desires, their own wants and needs, and to really help them to thrive in not just a work environment, but in all different elements of their life through helping them to grow. My leadership style, I think, really is that holistic approach to people. And nobody in our organisation is above anybody. Nobody is below anybody. Everybody's job is just as important as the next person. All All we do is we have some titles so that basically we know where to signpost certain activities. So that's really what we're all about, is that nurturing and caring and growing as a team so we can serve our clients better. And what does it mean for you as a business? Because obviously if you're thriving as a team, as a unit, then surely that's good for business as well. Oh, do you know, it's amazing. We're not everybody's cup of tea, to be fair. You have to have some degree of ambition and to want to do things differently than what you're doing at the moment. And in some cases for small businesses, it's about the people who started the business, who are very much engaged in it and nurturing it almost like a baby. They've grown this. It's difficult for them to let go of certain things with outsourcing and and as virtual assistants, we need that for the person to be able to give to us. So the great thing is the person knows that we're just as nurturing of their business as they are. And in fact, we can see things in a slightly different way sometimes. So we can, and this is again with my people, it's all about contribution and being proactive and adding value to our clients' experience. So we've got a little bit of a following, which is great because our clients are absolutely amazing. They're referring people that they know and and love and trust in the business community to us so that we can help their friends and their business friends. And in that sense, a lot of our business comes by word of mouth, which is fantastic. And it's a real testament to how we how we look after our clients. And also don't forget we're very results focused as well. So I come from a very pressurized commercial environment, finance leaves no prisoners. So from business development, we're always seeking how we can get our people to help more people. It's not about selling. It's about developing relationships. And all my people know, my team, that that's what they're there to do as well, develop relationships of all sorts throughout our customers. So yeah, so our following, our little tribe is growing. And it's great to see that we do things and I do things like this with the podcasts. And thank you so much for the opportunity but it's how we help people stand strong in their ethos and their culture to develop relationships externally so that they can grow their businesses. Deborah, what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning and why is this your sole purpose? I didn't have a very nice childhood. I suffered from abuse from my father and my mum was 
mentally ill, which we didn't realise then and nobody really talked about it. And even as a youngster, I suppose I was called an empath, trying to help two broken people throughout their lives. And it took me a long time. And I have to say that counselling for me has really, really helped. And I'd say to anybody, reach out, speak to somebody if you're going through trauma, which I was for many, many years. And through this counselling, I had an epiphany. And it wasn't a nice experience. It was pretty horrible. But after that, I finally knew what my purpose was. So I'm on my own. I don't have a family. My family were older than me and through not looking after themselves, they've all passed away. I don't have a partner or an intimate relationship and I don't have children. And I think some of that's because of what I suffered. And I deliberately didn't have kids so that basically the bad blood, as it were, wouldn't go on to the next generation. And that's my choice. And I'm very happy with that. But it did get me to the point where I was thinking, well, what's the point of me? What's my purpose? So now after this epiphany, I know that what I want to do is grow a business, not necessarily for me, but for a legacy that I want to give to charity. Everything that I have that I can grow, I want to give to charity when I'm not here anymore. And that includes developing my people. That includes lifelong contribution to my clients as we grow. And also the whole of my business, I want to format in a way that large percentage of the profits continue to go to charity. And what that's done for me, that having that sole purpose, my sole purpose, is it's created so much energy and passion and drive. And whereas before, when I face challenges, if I'm honest, I used to just perhaps turn away or try and do something that was easier. Now I'm thinking creatively. I'm thinking, how can I overcome this challenge? Who can I go to? One of my weaknesses is that I try to do everything myself. And now I'm growing my network of people that I ask for help from, which is really important and a big turning point for me. And it's through that collaboration that I'm able now to drive the business, overcome challenges, see the future as a really bright, wonderful place that still driving it commercially because the more profit we can make, the more I can help others, the more my business can go out and make a difference. So thank you for the question, Debbie, because my sole purpose is now to give, give referrals, give connections, grow people's networks, grow my business, grow my people, develop them, grow my clients. In a sense, it's enriching my life in ways which, to be honest, I could never, ever have imagined before. Thank you for your answer, because not many people realise that when you give, there's so much that you get back in return. Oh, completely. I mean, that's how my business has grown internationally. People have put me in contact with maybe somebody that's doing an online event or what have you, and then I've met people. And that's the great thing with online, isn't it? It opens up the world. Yesterday, I had the most amazing discussion with a gentleman from Trinidad. And it's looking like we might collaborate with our businesses. Well, isn't that amazing? And you know what? Through networking, and that's the power of networking, the people helping each other, 
it must have been about five different people that got me to speak with this gentleman in Trinidad. Through them and through the intricate ways in which that then that journey developed, I was able to speak to somebody that offered me a whole way of thinking and dealing with something. And it's amazing the power of collaboration, of networking, of giving. Without expectation, I don't give to think, oh, what can I get out of it? It makes me so humble and it makes me so thankful that the way in which I can give, I might not never know what impact, what positive impact it might have for somebody. But rest assured, I know it does because it comes back to me in all sorts of ways, just like I said, with this collaboration potentially, or I've done business in Ukraine and I know that how much they're suffering at the moment and that pains me. But anything that we can do here as a business and me personally to help anybody that's listening, to help anybody that the listeners might know of, and they think, actually, this lady, Deborah, you're Mary Poppins of the office. Oh, my friend might benefit from having a chat, even if it's not to do with business. And that's absolutely fine. Just so long as I can help and be of value, I've done my job. That's my purpose. So, Deborah, you mentioned that you sought counselling in the past. You're now not afraid to ask for help when you need it. What advice would you give to someone who may be in a place where they're not too sure where to turn and they're not too sure how to move forward? You know what? The universe knows perfect timing. And it took me up until my late 50s to seek counselling. And it happened because of a catalyst. And I went home that night and I sobbed and I woke up crying and I realised I needed to do something. Well, what I can say is if you're in a place which is dark or you don't know where to turn or you feel like you're on your own, there is always somebody to talk to. It could be a friend family member, somebody that you trust, or like me, I didn't have those things and I didn't want to burden my friends. And I actually thought they wouldn't understand. So I went online and I just put counsellors near me. And the way that went was that something came up and it was through a publication. Uh, In fact, the publication was called Psychology Today, I think. And The lady in the area, her name was Amy, and it was a letter A. It was the first person that was on the list. And I thought, oh, I'd go and see her. And in fact, we had it all by telephone. I never met Amy. What an amazing lady she was because she helped me. I did the hard work. She asked me the pertinent questions and guided me through and normalized it for me. And that's what I'd say is, you know what? This is normal. You're not a freak like I thought I was. I thought I was so guilty for everything. I took the blame on me, which can happen when you've been a victim. All I'd say is know that it's it's not your fault. You're not to blame. You are where you are. It's perfectly normal. Somebody on the planet or more people than you think will have thought the same as you at some point. And if you can, reach out to somebody, someone, go online, find a counsellor, make sure that they're not you know, they are who they say they are, do a bit of research and just ask for help. Because by doing that, my journey then really started. Am I sorry that I didn't do it earlier? As I say, no, because the universe knows only perfect timing. But if you are in that position where you think now's the time, 
then just maybe go online or ask a friend and just share your thoughts. And it doesn't matter if you've revisited this the first time or 100 or 10,000 times before. Maybe this time you'll make the breakthrough. But always do it with love and hope in your heart and sincerity without wanting to hurt other people. And just do a little bit of work maybe on yourself. For me, it was incredibly uncomfortable. I had to revisit things that I'd actually told myself to forget about. To cope with the nasty things that happened. My brain had shut down a lot of it. And I didn't even remember what had happened and it opened it all up. So I don't think I could have been in a position before to mentally cope with that. I still carried on with my business to the outside world. I put on a good front. But inside, I was really wobbly. I was really in a dark place. And we see a lot of people in the street, in business, that are going through exactly the same thing and you'd never know. And that's the important thing. You wouldn't know. So on the other side, a friendly smile, a warm gesture, a, oh, hello, can actually save somebody from doing something silly because they know that there's somebody out there who's seen them. I felt invisibility was a big thing in my life that I didn't think anybody saw me, that I wasn't good enough to be seen, if that's the right way. I'm only speaking personally. I can't speak for anybody else. But if I'm not the only one who's gone through this and who feels like this and it's normal, I can pretty much guarantee that somebody who's listening to this perhaps is going through a similar thing. That's my advice. No, thank you. I think that's extraordinarily helpful and that'd be very helpful for anyone who's listening. Deborah, what is next for you? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Who'd have thought? Little old me doing stuff internationally. That's amazing in itself. And actually speaking on this podcast, would I have ever had the confidence to do this before? No, never. Not in a million years. So what's next? I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. Fortunately, I don't have a crystal ball. And I say fortunately because life unfolds in the way that it should be when you're right for it to unfold. All I do know is that it's a really bright future. I'm not being unrealistic. I know there's going to be challenges, things that are really going to make me anxious, times of thinking there's no hope, because through that I know I grow and that's just part of life and I embrace it now rather than running away from it. I want to do more of the same. I want to spread the word because the more people that know about the way in which we work or maybe we could help, it's out there. The more successful we are as a business, the more successful I am, the more successful our clients, the more successful my people, the better the communities, the better the relationships, the more we can help people. That's the future. That's what I'm going to be doing next is more of the same. And being open for new challenges and saying yes to things before I'm ready. <laughs> when I feel like, oh, no, I can't do this. I'm going to say, yeah, I'll do it. I'm doing a talk for 20, well, no, 30 minutes this evening. You'd have asked me that six months ago when I do a talk for 30 minutes. There's no way I would have done it. But because I've got a purpose, it's pushing me through. It's pushing me through that comfort zone. Deborah, thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing your purpose. And thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Oh, Debbie, do you know what? It has been a privilege 
it has been so much fun. <laughs> I didn't realize anything like this could be so much fun. It's been brilliant. You can hear me hopefully smiling away. Um, I've got my little puppy by my feet. She's fast asleep. So she can sense that I'm really happy as well. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. It's, it's absolutely amazing. If you'd like further details about Deborah Blackman, then please follow the links in the show notes.